0: welcome everybody if you're just tuning in you've been prayed for and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dilly dally as they say i'm gonna jump into the message and i want to start the message off today by saying uh last week was a long week anybody have a long week last week sometimes those weeks just seem long and so last week you know everything we touched didn't seem to work out right here right so today it's going to be so much better but last week was a really good week in a lot of ways because, you know, sometimes God stretches us and teaches us and, and just grows us during those times when things aren't always comfortable, right? Anybody have a life that's not always comfortable? Yes, 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 yes. So I want to start out by saying uh, last week was, was an interesting week, but there was a lot of good laced in there, and I'm still, every day I try to say, Lord, what are you showing me today? Lord, what are you showing me through this situation, through this life, through this, this opportunity? So with that being the backdrop, I want to share a little something with you. <clears throat> last week, my sister was in town, and she was a uh, mama sitting. So when she's in town, I get a little bit of a breather, and I love going to see my mom. I go over about every day, and usually on Sundays, we run out of here get something to eat and straight to mama's house. But Donna was there. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? Denise said, what you going to do? I said, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to take a nap. I mean, I can't think of the last time that I got to take a nap after church. This is not a complaint. I was just looking forward to it. And man, I got in there, and... Like the three Stooges, I was out. I mean, I'm talking about the slobbering nap. You know, I'm out. And I woke up and I go, man, this is great. Of course, what happened was I didn't sleep that night. So there's always a trade off. So I get up and I'm sitting on the side of my bed. And I I feel the Lord really laying it on my heart that I need to go to the nursing home. So, you know, being a good pastor that your pastor is, I said, I don't want to go. I was still half asleep. That's what, I was like, that's not the answer. Let me get, I said, okay, Lord, let me just make sure I heard you right. I think I heard him right. Got that nudge. So the reason I want to really share this story is um, I get to share a lot of these stories. And a lot of stories I tell you, and I go, man, I went there, and God did this, and this was happening. And it's just like, you know, the choir's going, Bring! this is not the message. Okay? So I'm giving you the backdrop. So I said, okay. And my wife is awesome on all levels. But when I tell her, I said, hey, she's like, where, where are you going? I go, I think the Lord wants me to go to a nursing home. She didn't go, well, why? And she just said, okay. You know? Let me tell you, if you've got somebody in your corner, it makes it really nice. She's like, okay. You know? So I go, and I go and uh, pull in the parking lot. And I turn everything off, and I said, Lord, who am I supposed to see here? What am I supposed to do here? How do you want to use me here today? Because I'm here. You know what I heard? You're right, just that, nothing. I said, well, I'm going to keep going. See, because what I've learned is, with the Lord is, you just keep doing the last thing he told you, all right? And then when he wants to tell you something different, he'll let you know. So I go in, and, and you know, there, there's a lot of sickness going around. So I had to put a mask on. I'm giving you all the nuts and bolts of the story. Get all squared away. And so I said, okay. And I'm praying every step, Lord. Who do I see? What I say, Would I'm here, use me. So I get there. And, you know, I usually try to give him a big smile, but you can't really do that with that. You know, you got this thing on. And I go, what? How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all doing? So I, I go to the right. Lord, am I supposed to go in one of these rooms and pray for somebody, and encourage somebody? I go all the way down. I'm not hearing anything. I go back. I make a right. I'm looking. I'm listening. I'm looking. I'm listening. And I don't hear anything. I got, I, got one more, I got one more row here. So, you know, what's going on? I got one more, you know, uh, what do you call that? Hallway. So I go, and I see a lady in a wheelchair, and, and I, I'm like, is, is this the one? And I go, and I go all the way in and there's an older gentleman at the very end, at the very end, past everything, and he's in a wheelchair, and I go, he must be my guy. And he's got a nice little derby hat on and everything. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I'm a likable guy, right? Y'all can say amen, right? (laughs) Usually, usually people respond to me pretty good. This was not the case, right? So I go there and I go, hey, how you doing? And this is not a knock on on this gentleman. Uh, It's going to be part of the message because I've been praying for this guy every day Mm -hmm. since then. And and I spoke to him a little bit. And he, he, you know, very short answers. And I realized, you know, sometimes we're not feeling good. uh, Different things going on. physically and everything else, medically. And uh, I said, hey, you know, and he goes, you need to take that thing off your mouth. I can't hear a word you're saying. All right, we're going to step out in faith. So there happened to be a chair here. And I said, how about I sit with you? So I swing the chair around and I go, hey, man, my name's uh, Pastor Buddy Chapman. I said, you know, I just I was here today. I thought maybe I could encourage you in, in the Lord. I said, uh, how you doing? He said, son, you don't want to talk to me. He said, I'm the most negative. I'm telling you what this guy told me. He said, I am the most negative person you ever going to meet. I said, really? I said, I met a lot of negative people. Can I still hang out? Suit yourself. And I said, so what, what's your name? He told me. I said, well, how long have you been here? He reared back and looked. He said, uh, are you writing a book on my life? I said, no, sir. I said, I just thought maybe you could use a friend, and then uh, he said, I've been a Christian for 40 years, and he says, "Uh, nobody wants to talk to me, I don't like talking to nobody, I said, well, you talk to Jesus, don't you, right, so you got to give you those answers at times like that, he is, and he said, and he looked at me, and and I'm irritating, I'm really not trying to irritate the man, you know, and I said, you know, I just wanted to encourage you today, I'm sitting in in the seat, and, and turned around, and And he said that he was talking about a couple ailments. So I said, okay, I'm going to find some common ground. I said, you know what? I said, I had uh, knee surgery here, knee surgery here, this and that. I wasn't trying to top him. I was just trying. He said, that ain't nothing. He started showing me scars and everything else. And I go, okay, okay. I said, well, that's not working. And so then he says, can I ask you a question? And I go, yeah. He said, why are you here anyway? And before I knew it, I said, you let me just tell you. I said, I was at home sleeping. I never get a nap. And then the Lord told me to come down here and encourage somebody, and I thought it was you. I guess it won't. <laughs> right? He said, well, I said, just trying to encourage you, brother. He said, would you, would you do me a favor? I said, absolutely. He said, would you just leave me alone? I said, you know what? I will, but I'm going to be praying for you, okay? So I walk from there going, what just happened? I'm thinking, no, we're supposed to go. it's so good to see you. Thanks for coming, right? It doesn't always work like that. But I was trying to be obedient, right? And so I go and I take about 20 steps. And I walk and I see the same little old lady in, in, in her uh, wheelchair. And I said, hey, ma'am, how are you? She said, I'd be doing a lot better if I could just find my room. I said, not a problem, honey. And the nurse comes up. I said, "I said my friend is trying to find her room. And he, he, she called her by name. I called her first name. I said, Barbara, you're, you're real close to that. I said, Barbara, would you like to walk some? She said, yeah, I think I would. Now, meanwhile, we stand Barbara up, and I'm walking with Barbara a little bit, talking to her. I see my old friend down there getting the orderly, and he's going, that's him. <laughs> he's calling the po-po on me, man. He's getting, he, he's, he's getting ready to get me ejected from this thing. I'm going goodness gracious, man. I'm thinking, <laughs> I know this is not a dream, you know. So me and Barbara walk, and we're talking a little bit, and she's telling me about everything, and she says, sometimes Barbara gets a little anxious, and it's better if she just walks. I said, well, you're a good walker, Barbara. She said, thank you, and that's good, and she just had compliment after compliment, and just nice as she could be. I just wanted to hang out and everything. We went down here and came back, and so She said, are you ready to go to your room? I said, I'll wheel you there. How about that? I said, you you got a nice place here. She said, you know what, honey? They take great care of me here. I said, that's wonderful. Man, we talk about the bookends here, right? Now, I don't know what he's been through, she's been through. Please listen, it's not about that. But this is what God was showing me. I was getting a bird's eye view of this. And I got ready to leave. I said, would you do me a favor? She said, what's that? I said, would you walk me to the door? She said, "Yeah." I said, "Better yet, I'll wheel you to the door." She said, "Honey, that'd be nice." And the nurse is there, and she. Said, so she said, "Barbara, now you know you can't go out." <laughs> I, said, I said, "We're just going to the door." So me and Miss Barbara go, and she begins to tell me about her family, and she begins to tell me about the blessings in her life. She said, and she and I'm, I'm going, and she takes her hand and puts her hand on my hand, and she says, and she says, "You know, I have been really been blessed." I said, "Yes, yeah." And I wheel around and I said, Miss Barbara, I said, I got to go. I said, can I, can, I, can I ask you a favor? She's like, I said, can I pray for you? She said, oh, honey, yes, please. So I got down on my knee and I prayed for her. But you know what? I got ready to go. I said, you know, I'm going to come back and see you sometime. And she said, I'd like that. I said, well, you have a good day. Dude. You got a lot of good friends in here. She says, I do. So I get back out in the car and I go, what just happened? And I, all week I've been going, what just happened? The distance, 20 steps made. Counting your blessings and not counting your blessings. Again, I'm not picking. I'm not anything else. I don't know what somebody's been through, but I do know this. I know when you focus on your blessings over what's going on, you get a whole different attitude about that. Amen? So I was going all week, and I wrote a few things, and I said, I'm still trying to grasp what the Lord was showing me because I know that he nudged me to go there. I thought, maybe it was just to check my obedience. Okay. Maybe it was to plant a seed of hope. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it was to show me that, listen to this, that every act of obedience doesn't always produce fruit in that moment. Maybe maybe I don't see all the picture right then. Because I want to see it right now, don't you? You do this, boom, get this. Do this, get this. And so all these things this week, I said, you know, I said, regardless, it has kept me in a lot of prayer this week. Every day I pray for that man. I said, Lord, I don't know what's going on in his life. And I don't know if he's always been like this. But he's alone. And I know how that, that is. I said, Lord, I, I pray that you soften his heart. You heal his body, you know. And, 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 and I'm just saying, I said, Lord, I don't want to be that man. And meaning... I don't want to be bitter and cold and isolated and say, yeah, I know God, but nobody wants to talk to me. Again, I don't know what went through the the man's life, and I pray something was said or something God will intervene or send somebody else there to encourage him, but it really hurt my heart because when I left, he was still alone, he was still in the same place, and he was still just as down, if not more, than when I went there. I like leaving things better. When I leave, how about you? But somebody else, within just a short distance, had a whole different perspective. Lord, help us to have that perspective, you know? And so this whole thing, I said, man, look at this whole thing. It shows me that, I said, but it also showed me that distance plays a big part in our faith. I began to look back through scriptures this week on on, on distance and direction and, and unity and timing. And, and this was my takeaway this week. And, and I pray as we listen to, the, to what God has to share uh, through the message today that will help give us a different perspective. I thought about the distance between heaven and hell. I thought about the distance between life and death, truth and lies, the distance between the dash on your tombstone. What did you do with that? And the next thing I knew, the message was just building and building and building in my heart. So there's three points that I want to share today. The distance of choice, the distance of change, and the distance of hope. The Lord led me to this scripture right here in Amos. It's a short one, but it's powerful. Many of you probably read it. I've read through the book and, 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 and just tried to pull out what was going on there. But, but this just jumped out at me. It says, Amos 3.3, Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? That's, it's, you know, you think about it, you say, well, I guess not. Relationships take time, don't they? There's a give and take in relationships. And you know what? We need to be on the same page. So that just really spoke to me. And, and you know, I, I read that over and over and over. But I wanted to give you the backdrop of what God was working in my heart this week to share with you. And so if, if everybody's doing good, i want to ask you, if you got your notes with you, I believe there might be something for you to take down through here. I don't know where or when. But you know what, if you need a pen, we'll get one to you. I believe that God is going to show us some great things because I tell you what, this has been a really, really uh, thought-provoking, heart-churning, just look in the mirror message for me, and I pray that it is for you guys too. So let's jump on in. First, I want to talk about the distance of choice. Now, we're going to be a lot of questions today because I believe questions are a good thing. They help kind of cultivate things in our mind and help us to say where am I at in my relationship where am I at in these different things so the first thing look at this what comes to mind when you hear the word distant anybody thinking about that just think of distant sometimes it might be cold it might be far away it might be how far we got to go somebody seems a little distant but look at this this is what it actually I, I looked it up I pulled the Angela looked up the word there distance is a numerical mes- measurement of how far apart objects are let's go back to that hallway in a nursing home. I couldn't have took no more than 20 steps and there was two different worlds, two different things going on. There was bitterness and there was blessing. How do we deal with that? How do we, how do we be used to bring that together? And I started looking more at choice. I'm gonna just whip through here. How far can choice take you? But you think about this now, it can take you to different colleges. It can get you a different car when you go to buy it. Different places, different spouse. And choice can be the difference between heaven and hell. Think about that. It's really a choice. Jesus did what he did on the cross. He died for our sin. He rose on the third day. You have a choice to either believe it and receive it or reject it and go on your way. But let me tell you what. That right there shows us how powerful choice is. And you know what? Everybody's got a choice. Oh, I didn't have no choice. There's, there's a lot of things we have choice about. Amen? You could have went anywhere else to worship today, but you chose to come here. We appreciate that. We love you. We, we, that's great. You could have chose to stay home and, and click through some stuff, and now you're watching. We appreciate you taking a few minutes. You have the choice to share the message or not? You have the choice to receive what God has or not? But So, so think about this. this. This is a message that I don't want it to just be while we're here. I want it to cultivate in your heart all week long just like it was doing with me. So how far can choice take it? It can take you anywhere. Let's look at this. How do you choose? Man. I said, look at this. When a choice is placed before you, do you just go with the crowd? Do you go with your gut? How do you choose? Think about that. Well, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. Do we ask God for his guidance? Do we look at his word? Well, What does God say about it? How often do we do that? I tell you what happened and many times over my life, I'm getting a little bit better with it, but I'd be telling you a story that I say, oh, all the time. Because sometimes you just say, well, that's no big deal. I'll just, but what would happen if we chose about every choice? We prayed about every choice and asked God to intervene in that. Lord, show us, show us what's going on. I didn't know which hallway to go down. I didn't know, which, you know what person to talk to. But I went. And I was trying to listen and see what's going on. But I hope that we, through this, you know, we look to the word for choice. Amen? How about this? How about Jesus on the cross? I said, think about this. Jesus on the cross. One man on one side. One on the other. No doubt they were pretty close in distance. But their choices made the big, big difference. In the distance of all time. One chose to trust Jesus, the other chose to reject him. The difference between paradise and hell. One choice. You know, when I look back and I, and I think about stuff and, I, and, and I'm hanging out, me and just did a lot of stuff yesterday and different things, and, and I think about different things that, that now you're a dad and you go, wow, I'd have probably done the same thing. Or man, man, maybe I wouldn't have. And I told Jess this. I said, son, listen to me. When you make a choice, Ask God to show you what's next. See, when we do something, we don't think about the next step, the next step, the next step, next step. We just think about now. But as you get older, you go, now, if I do this, this could happen. If I do that, now, I'm not saying, oh, you got to worry about it. But if we seek the Lord and say, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, then I'll step into this. And then I'll step into the next thing. But we have a choice. Those folks beside Jesus had a choice. And it changed their whole eternal destination. Folks, listen today. The message that we're preaching today can change your whole eternal destination. Folks listening here today, this can change your whole outlook. Are you going to be bitter? Or are you going to look for the blessing? Let me just say this. I talk to a lot of people through the week. A lot of people here, a lot of people that don't go here. I talk to a lot of people. Tanya says this. Tim says this. My kids say this. They said... We can't go nowhere. Somebody knows you. Jesse goes, let's go out of town. Everybody knows my dad. Not that it's anything bad. It's just like, and they usually ask him, hey, how you doing? Are you still playing the drums? He goes, that's my brother. Because <laughs> they, they don't see the kids growing up, you know, and he's, now he's, you know, he's, he's grown. But those, those things there, we've, we've got choices and challenges in, in our life. But look at this here. I said, bring your choices before the Lord and close the gap. That closes the gap. Man, I don't want there to be a distance between my choices and God's. I want to walk in His direction. Sometimes I go astray. How about you guys? Just be it honest. I want to walk in the footsteps of Christ so I can experience His blessings, and so that I can be a blessing to others. Now, this all sounds good, preaching real good, and it's, yeah, yeah, amen. But I'm going to tell you what, it's going to take some adjustments to put this in our life. It's going to, you're going to have to make the choice to make the choice. Does that make sense? We're going to have to make the choice and be steadfast and focused on the choice and stick to it. Amen? But I want to give you some of God's word on it. Look what the psalmist says here, Psalm 119, 30. I have chosen the faithful way I have placed your ordinance before me. They're going to God's word. They're standing on God's word. What does God say about it? When people want to get married and stuff, and I talk to them and different things, I say, "So where's God at in your life? Where's God at like in, in, in your finances? If you have children, or if you're if you're you know going to have children, who's who's going to you know uh, do the discipline part of it? Are you going to raise them in a Christian home? Is, is is Jesus Christ the foundation?" And they go, "Well, we we just thought you were going to marry us." You know, we just thought you were going to say a few words and stamp the thing. And so, with that, there's a reason I don't do a lot of weddings. And there's a reason that I do do some weddings because I take it very seriously. And what I tell them is this I only want the best for you. And the best thing I know for you is that let's go to God's word about it. Well, Buddy said, and he did, well, Buddy's been married two times. All right? I'm going to go with what God said, right? So that's what I want to pull him back in the middle of that and say, well, let's see what God says about this. How are you going to treat your wife? How are you going to treat your husband? Are you going to be partners? Is God in the center and you're drawing closer to each other? Are you going to pray over your wife every morning? Are you going to pray over your husband? Are you going to find the good in your husband when, when everybody else sees the bad? Are you going to find the good in your wife when she's made some bad mistakes or whatever? And that goes both ways. Because it's a choice to stick it out. It's a choice. And it's not always comfortable. And just like when the Lord called me to go to the nursing home, it's not always, woo! look what's going on. Some times it's, you go out in the garage and go, what just happened? I just asked, what time time is it to eat? What are we going to have for supper? What do you mean, what are we going to have for supper? You've been off all day. Now, that don't happen at my house. I'm I'm just trying to help somebody out. you see how that, because this has happened in my life before. I go, hey baby, what you want to do for supper? And somehow, some demonic something gets a hold of it and goes right over there to that blonde hair and green eyes and that pretty little ear, and it must say, how come the food ain't on the table and what's going on there? You ain't done nothing all day. And then she goes, what? Well, you can fix something yourself. We got stuff in here. We always got stuff, but you want to go out to eat all the time. Does that mean we're not eating? Because guys are, guys are funny to go, is that a yes or no? You know, we don't, I, I don't know. And this is now, I just got to throw this in. I don't know. There really shouldn't be any arguing about where we go to eat, because my wife is just going to eat salad 99.9% of the time. And then she said, oh, I don't care. I don't care. I said, okay, let's go to, well, let's go, uh, let's go to such and such. <laughs> <laughs> you go out to eat every day at lunch. I should be of the pick. Okay. Well, I don't really care. I'm going to take a drink on that one of water. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've had people call me sometimes and go, Now, I know why y'all drive two vehicles from church. (laughs) It's all in love, right? Hey, I'm sure she's got her version too, And it's true. I said, well, hey, what's for supper? She said, well, I could cook this. I could cook this and cook this and everything. I said, I I think about going Jenny's and go to the buffet. You don't want me to cook? You used to like my cooking. If it doesn't come from mama's house or from frittitas, you don't want any. I, I could eat a hamburger here. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a choice. <laughs> Sometimes I need to make better choices. But see, like I said, something you just don't see, it comes, hey, baby, what's going on? And then something comes back, you go, ooh, what happened? Right? And it's the same with guys, right? They come home. House, I've learned this. I'm going to give you all a tip, y'all ready? This is not in the notes. If you come home and the house is clean and it smells like they've been cleaning, first thing I do is go, whoa, baby. Look Man, this place is awesome. I'm not kidding. I washed her car yesterday. I had that thing shining. <laughs> and she teased me. She said, you wash the car every day. I said, I got a pass. I'm paying for them to run through. i wash it every day if I want to. It's good. It's your car. <laughs> but see what she didn't realize yesterday. She said, where are you going? I said, you can vacuum that side. What is in there vacuum? I said, we're doing it together time. So anyway, I get out there. And then I said, she said, I just need to run up to the store. I said, "We'll take The truck? The truck? I said, what's wrong with the truck? The truck got you to work for two months when your car was broke, right? Well, I'll take it. Now, she got her, she got her wheels, and she likes her car. Design. She got in there, and she started my truck. I'm go, i was like, yeah, that's my truck right there. That's awesome. And she rolls, she rolls around. Is something wrong with this? I go, no. I paid good money for that thing. She said, it's so loud. It's always loud. The window won't shut half the way, you know. So anyway, there's different things. There's choices. I'm going to choose to go with God's ordinance. Let's get back on track. All right, Psalm 119, 173. I don't know what y'all are having for lunch, but you might, you got an extra plate? Because I'm probably going to need it. (laughs) Let's take a look at this. Let your hand be ready to help me. Let your hand be ready to help me. All right. Well, I have chosen, oh, to not stick to my notes. I have chosen your precepts. It always goes back to God's word. Hey, look, if we want to close the gap in the distance, we need to go to God's word. Amen? We need to continue and be looking at this. Look at this. I I, I wrote this down here. I said, so not only is there a distance of choice, there's a distance of change. Let's go to the next one. You guys got your notes? I hope you guys are getting some good notes in here. So we're going to cut through to the distance of change. All right. I love to ask this. How many folks like change? I did not expect that answer. <laughs> Nobody's. Like... Thank you. I'm going to have to get cue cards. This is where you say, yeah, no. <laughs> I have one person like change. All right, let's just go through this. And I find most people don't. Some people do like change. And it's kind of interesting. Now, let's take a look at this. What don't you like about change? Just think about it. Is it the uncertainty? It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Is it a lack of faith? Is it the control you lose? Come on now. Really think about it. Go deeper than say, well, what, what, what if I ask you, what, what don't you like about change? The first piece of it, How many people sitting here go, I don't know. <laughs> if, you, if that first thought comes, to you, might just be honest. I don't know. I'm going to pray for all y'all because I know that's what you all thinking. But so, so what, what do we don't, we don't like about that? You know, I think about this. But you know what? There's got to be change if we want to see change, Right? If we want to lose weight, we got to change our eating habits. If we want to save money, we got to change our spending habits. If we want to grow in our faith, we got to change our study habits. Come on, that's a good note it right there. So change can bring about distance as well, you know? But look on the flip side. You ready? What do you like about change? Let's think about that. Bennett, you want to share what you like about change? She's like, I'm, I'm trying to help you out. I ain't doing that. <laughs> All of it. There you go. Is it excitement? Is it a change of pace? Made me think. I used to have a, a rock and roll band called Southern Thunder, and then we had a band called Lace and Thunder. And then I wanted to do something different, so I got with my buddy uh, Double Take the Twins, and we put a band together, just did acoustic stuff called Change of Pace, a.k.a. Buddy in the Bookends. That's what I called, because they were twins. I'd sit in the middle. Buddy in the Bookends. They didn't like that. So anyway, a change of pace. Well, you know what I found with a change of pace when we would play and do, the, do the, uh, different outings and stuff? It was kind of cool because I met a whole different group of people. I learned a whole different set of songs. I made a whole bunch of different friends. I learned a lot about different relationships and different things like that. I grew a little bit. So change doesn't have to be bad. And change is going to happen anyway. You know, I got a mirror. Things change, right? I went to pay for something yesterday, and I looked up. I said, who is that old man buying my food? It was me. Man, time goes by, don't it? But, you know, whatever. This is as good as it gets, right? Keep on smiling. So, what do you like about change? I want you to think about that. Some stuff to write down. Things you don't like about change, things you do like about change. So, look at this. Next thing. How are you investing your life? We're all getting serious now. How are you investing your life? Do you invest time in the Lord? Do you have a daily scheduled time to meet with the Lord? Are you studying the Word? Is, it, you know, is the change you're investing in taking you closer to God or further for God? I'm going to let that sink in while I get a drink here. Are the choices and the changes that you make, are they drawing you closer to the things of God or pushing you away from the things of God? And, and I want to tell you this. You're not just going to drift. You're not going to drift on course. You ever had something just thrown in, 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 in a river? It doesn't just stay there, right? If it's not anchored down, it's going to go, right? But that little rudder that you got on a boat, man, it could take you all over the place. What are we using to grow closer in the Lord? So it's all about investing. Let's take a look at this. I've got some more scriptures here. Pull her on down. I'm going to read through this here real quick for you. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart. If it's underlined, that means I'm going to hit it, all right? Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is temporary, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Man, there's a lot of meat on that right there. What do we get all wrapped around the wheel? First I said, so don't lose heart. Stick to the stuff. Be focused on the Lord, amen? Keep on with the plan. Be renewed day by day. How do we renew ourselves? We renew ourselves by spending time with God. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Leave that word open, man. Get in that word. Look at this. And he says, you know what? You're going to have a lot of things that happen in your life. But what you get with God is going to outweigh that tremendously. And sometimes you need to be reminded of that. You need, a, you need a friend that comes along and says, you know what, it's going to be okay. It's, you know what, we're going to get through this. Instead of going, yeah, boy, you, you're not kidding, your life is really messed up. I don't need help doing bad. How about you guys? I need somebody to encourage me, but I want them to encourage me with the truth of God's word. And that's why it's so important to come together and study God's word. So you'll have a timely word for yourself and your friends and your family when it comes What are you fixing your eyes on? You ever notice that? You you, you see something? Let's go back to to one of the Bible stories. Peter gets out of the water. His eyes is fixed on Jesus. He is walking on water, man. And then he took his eyes off and looked at the
1: storm.
0: Down he went. But God. Think about this. We start a race off where we're going. We're going. We're going. You know, all different types of things. Maybe it's in your job. Maybe it's in your schooling. I'm going to, go to school. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go this, this, this. I, the only thing I can tell you about it, I think it's good school and it's great. I think it's easier to stick with the program than to go back later. That's just me. Because once the kids come along and you got the bills and the dog's got to go to the vet and you're taking care of your mama and your grandmama wants to know why you ain't been by in three weeks, let me tell you, it makes it tough. So just a little encouragement then. I'm not saying you can't do it. I said keep on going. Get to focus. It's never too, too late to turn around, but sooner's better. Amen? Fix your eyes on the prize. That's Jesus. But look at this. We focus on what the unseen is so often, don't we? Well, I don't know. What happens if they say this? What happens if they do this? Well, I don't know about that. And you worry about all these things that haven't even come up. We talk about worry a lot. Because we worry sometimes. As time goes by, I'm getting better about it. i got to turn loose of stuff. I have very little control over a lot of stuff. How about you guys? I I didn't have any control of who I was going to be born to, where I was going to live when I was a kid. I I didn't have any control over that, you know? But you know what? God says all these things here are really temporary. You guys remember my friend Vic, my boss from work? He came here one time. I was up there talking to Vic the other day. And on the back of his, his, his office by the window, he had this little, I call it an egg timer, a little sand glass. Budster, what are you looking at? It seems like you are preoccupied. Y'all yeah, know Vic, does eight times. I said, I want to show you something. Be my guest. And I go over and I flip that thing over. <laughs> I said, look at that sand coming through that glass, man. I said, time goes by fast. This is through. (laughs) I love that guy. He's awesome. I said, think about it, man. Every grain of sand. Now, I don't know if it's a one-minute timer or a three-minute timer or whatever it is. I said, but just think if each one of those little specks of sand, man, was 100 years. I said, that's nothing compared to eternity. And we worry about the three minutes or the one minute that we're living here, if you look in conjunction with that. And never consider the big picture, the eternal. Man, Now I know when we go through stuff, it seems like life slows down. It's like, I don't want to play no more. I'm still hurting. I'm still upset. This is going on in my life. You don't understand. And, and you know what? Maybe I don't understand, but God understands, and that's who I want to point you to in the midst of those things. Never, ever, ever will I minimize the tough times my friends and family go through. But I want to encourage them. But we got to look And keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. That's probably the change we need. And guess what? It changes every day. Because something else is going to try to come into picture. Something else is going to try to pull us away from the good things of God. We have to turn around and refocus on a regular basis, don't we? We've got to turn around and renew our mind on a regular basis. But I'm going to tell you what. This is where I wanted to get to. If you got a pen and a paper, I want to ask you this question. And I want you to write this down. If you don't have it, just mentally do this. You ready? I even wrote it down so I don't even mess it up. I want you to write down one or two sentences on the legacy that you desire to leave. Think about that. In other words, if I was preaching your funeral today, what would you want the closing remarks to be? Every time I sit down with the family, over time, I've made like a little... I don't want to call it a checklist, but maybe that's what it is. Some things because in the moment I might forget to ask him something, and it's not limited to that. But the last thing I ask the family every time that I sit down and and they want me to do the service, what is the one thing, and I'm sure there's many, and that's what I say, that you want folks to remember about your loved one? Have you ever thought about that? What would your grandkids say? What would, what would your neighbor say? I don't care what they say. Yeah, you do. I don't think anybody sets out to live a, a demolished life. I think we want to leave it a little better than when we came. So I want you to think about that. I want you to write that down. And then once you get that, what changes do you have to make now to have that played out and lived out then? Come on now. This, this is, a, 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 like my buddy say. it's either a lesson or a blessing. I hope it's both but think about that anybody have any idea what they would want to say what's that inventors it's good good might be a word you know how about they helped others they loved the Lord they were good to me they were crazy whatever you know what's sad sometimes when you look. I'm gonna tell you what. I don't know when I buried my pops. It was four dollars a line for the Daily Press. It's probably more than that. It's probably who knows what. That was eleven years ago. And when I read this, me and Mike's talked about this before. We read that and we wait and we say, okay, did they know Jesus? Did they know? Did they? And, and and you know I'm not picking on anybody or whatever that. Maybe they didn't think about it at the time. Uh, Uncle Fred loved NASCAR. Okay. I was I was reading something last night with my light way too. Too bright, because Denise is like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm thinking." And and what I was reading last night was this: that regardless of your life, what you do, your work, or anything else, it has a divine impact. If you've got a garage, work on stuff for Jesus. Somebody might come into your shop and and, and just have You might have that as a springboard to tell them about Jesus. If you're a baker, bake for Jesus. I'm not telling you that you got to take your gas pump out and put a cross there. I'm saying be used, invested in the things of God. And if that's what's in here, that's what's going to come out there. You see what I'm saying? Yesterday, me and Jesse went to a friend of ours. Uh, He had this big uh, competition, bodybuilding competition and everything else. Nice guy, man. He said, check this out. He said two things. I said, hey, Mr. Kevin, we want to come, I said, I said, we want to come check that out. He said, man, that'd be great. This is where it's at. It's all the way in Williamsburg. Love to see you and Jess. Come on down. Went there. I saw him. You know what was held? In a big, big, big church. How many, how many people are thinking? Flexing for Jesus. But that's what he does. He said, I can't do it without him. God opened this up. He said, and my pastor let me do this here. Everything. And he said, we're going to pray first. See, it's a part of what he does. It's a part of who he is. It's not just something he tacks on. Is your life like that? Think about that. And then he said something else. There's my brother. A man who did what he said he was going to do. Now, anybody else would have probably just went, Oh, yeah, I told you I was coming. But let me tell you something. And that's not elevating me in just now. Because... I can tell you, if everybody told me that they were coming to this church, showed up at this church, they'd blow the sides out of it. Oh, yeah, we're coming. But you know what? I had a hangnail and, you know, this is i I'm not a church police. But, you know, you got all of you it. Know, whatever. I, that's not the case. But I knew what he meant. Let you yes be yes and you know me no. And out of that, people start treating you different if they can trust you. You see what I'm saying? Tim, I'm going to pick on you. Is that all right? Too late now. If Tim tells me something, and many of y'all do, but I'm just Tim straight here. If Tim tells me something, there has to be a major, major thing for him not to come through because he's just a man. But if Tim tells you something, you can bank on that. If Mr. Miles tells me something, and there's many, I just looked over there. If he tells you he's going to be here, he's going to be here. He's going to be here early. He's going to be here, and he's not going to complain. There's many men. I could probably go through the whole thing, okay? But maybe you're sitting there, is that me or not me? It might me, not me. But if it's not you, you can make it you. Let your yes be yes. Your no be no. And, and see, that's amazing. When you're in the workforce, see, see. What we do here is not just for here. It's for everywhere because it's going to work in your family. It's going to work in your job. It's going to work at school. It's going to work because it's God's word, and we are built on this thing. So think about that. How many times have you had somebody, and you ask them and say, look, man, I need you to do this. And they say, yeah, no problem. And you know in your mind you better have a plan B, C, D, and E. Because their track record is not that great. I don't want to have that track record. I'm grateful for those that, that do their best to keep that track record. See, and you know what happens is, you rely on them, right? And then guess what? You turn around and you entrust more things to them. That's what God does with us. He entrusts more things to us. You know what? I, I, I like looking at financial stuff. I ain't done good with it overall, but I'm learning and you know the one of the my dad keeps coming back in my ear. He says, son, it is never about how much you make. It's how little you spend. See, a lot of times people want to make more money, but they haven't fixed the spending problem. So it doesn't matter how much money you make if you don't fix the spending situation. If you don't change the spending situation, it's still going to be messed up. So change has got to happen if you want to grow. That's what I'm saying here today. But look, keep focus and our eyes on the Lord. Everybody doing good? Got a little long winded there, but I hope it was a blessing. All right, keep on. How about hope? Look at that. I'm going to ask you a question here. Does faith have distance? Let's explore that. Let's think about it. I'm going to read through this. Does faith have distance? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's go on a little bit more. Hebrews eleven six. 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists. And that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Mm. And I like this here. This is what the Lord was showing me as I was praying over it. God's love knows no distance. Man. You want to close the gap, trust God. I didn't say everything's going to be perfect or anything like that, but I'm gonna tell you what. God is not leaving us hanging out there. You know why? Cuz we got his word on it. You ready for this? Romans 8:38 and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. You know what I see here? God's love continues to close the gap. Jesus' sacrifice bridged the blessing. Think about that. But our hope and faith is what connects us to all that. That's what connects us to the whole thing. Doubt divides and produces the distance. You start doubting something, you're not going to hang around, are you? I don't know about that. Whether it's a person, a job, a car. You get a car and it lets you down a few times, guess what? Hey, uh, we're going to go to Florida. I ain't driving, right? You know what I mean? You, it, it works all the same. But look what faith does. Faith draws us, grows us, equips us, and sets us in the will of God so we can walk together. What was our scripture? Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? You ever had that happen before? You remember like some of those old picnics you see like Opie Taylor and them? They tie their leg together and they're going out there running. Am I the only one that watches, watches that? The Brady Bunch. Come on, I'm going to get you on. Okay, I, I, don't know any, I don't know any other shows because that's about all I watch really. What do you think about that? You got to be on the same sheet. You got to be focused. If I come in here and if this ever happens, just, just say evidently he needs something. But if I said, well, you know, the Bible's good, but let's just go ahead and look at this book. He would say, no, no, something has happened to that boy there. That is not, that's not our guy. Somebody hit his head. So, so we got to have the playbook. We got to have it open so we can know about the hope of God. And I'm not talking about the world like we say, So, well, I hope so, maybe so. Now, anticipating that God is going to do something grand in your life. Did you come here today and think, man, you know what? Oh, you know, I haven't been to church in a while. I'm going to do this. Let's see what's going on. What buddy been doing there? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Or did you say, man, I'm coming here today because I believe that the word of God is going to be preached. This ain't a buddy thing. It's a God thing. And I'm going to be excited about it. Man, you know what? I, I desire this one day. to come out here and they're tailgating out here. Tailgating for Jesus. Out there with a hot dog. Woo! Come on, preacher. What time are you going to start? <laughs> Looks like y'all already started. Could you imagine that? Lined up there, got a shuttle coming in, everything else. Everybody ready. People say, I didn't have a Bible. Everybody got, got, a, got a wagon with Bibles on it. Wouldn't that be amazing? You go to a tractor pull, that's what happens. You're going to lose your ear and get dirty. <laughs> You're going to come here, we're going to feed you Miss Georgia's biscuits and love on you. What a deal! I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? We turn around and we, so often, we, we just don't look at the big picture. Let's go back to this again. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Let me ask you a question. Are you convinced of that today? And I pray that you are. Because in the storms of life, you better have that down. You better have that locked down in your heart. Anybody ever got saved and they thought, maybe I'm not saved? At some time or another, we thought that, right? But what do you do? You go back to the word of God and say, it's God said. God said he's not a man that he can lie. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you mess up, you're out. I didn't read that version, did y'all? He said, we're sealed in Ephesians 1. He says, you know what? You're sealed with my spirit. Let me tell you. Let me put it in Buckrow translation. Ain't nobody going to outdo what Jesus did. (laughs) Jeff's person, he said, I got that. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can't undo what God's done. You know? If it's eternal life, and you can undo it, then it's uneternal. It's until. This is going to help somebody today. It's eternal life. It's all because of what Jesus did. It's not based on what you've done. Because what we need to do is trust in the finished work of the cross. And he says, I separate your sin as far as the east is to the west. This is freeing somebody up today, I pray. And what does he say in his word in Romans? He said, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I love that verse. Because I see me in that verse. Do y'all see yourself in it? While we were yet sinners, that's me, Christ died for us. I love this. He said, there's only one way to heaven. Jesus said, on the way, the truth, the life, no one comes to the Father but by me. All the time when I talk to people. If you die tonight, do you think you go to heaven or hell? Oh, well, no. Is it yes or is it no? I just thought about Angela preaching. It's not a 99 percentile thing. It's a 100 percent. Yes or no. Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we walking in accordance to God's word? Hey, that's the journey. And in a journey, we take some wrong times. Some wrong, wrong, I don't know, turns and everything else. But you know, just like your GPS system, y'all got one of those? And it goes, recomputing. Recomputing. When we call on the Lord and we open his GPS, God's perfect standard, the Bible, Holy Spirit says, Recomputing. Recomputing. Let's get back in line. Let's get back on there. This message is to lift you up, not to beat you up, to encourage you in the Lord and realize, look at this. You know, there's distance in everything we do. If you want to close the gap in your relationship with the Lord, get closer to the Lord. Read the word. You know, there's choices that we all make. Has anybody ever had a choice that they wish they did not make like that? Hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. But guess what? Like my dad, you say, boy, you can't plow backwards. You've got to keep moving forward. So turn to God and say, Lord, I need some help in this area of my life. Lord, today, give me a fresh start, Lord. And guess what? If you stumble tomorrow, get back up and just say, Lord, help me again. I want to make sure everybody hears what I'm saying. I am not going light on sin, but I'm going heavy on the Savior. Amen? I never, ever, 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 ever had a problem knowing about my sin did you i knew that i didn't always like it be honest sometimes I didn't even care but when i found out about the love of christ in the distance that he came to save me and you i said i need that i need him i didn't even understand everything I can remember that day when they said, if you would like to see, re- receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, come up here. I was knocking people down getting up there. I was like, I need Jesus. That was not something I normally did because I was cool. Yeah, man. We we're just sitting in the church up there like, where do you want to go eat? <laughs> it's always about the food, right? Or if I had been rock and rolling all night and we went to church and be like, And then he's going, stop it, stop it. And Tom's going, Dad's asleep. I'm listening. (laughs) No, you know what I was doing? I was hearing, but one day I listened. And the day that I listened, it changed my life. That does not mean that I never had any downtime. that does not mean that I didn't make some bad choices. That did not mean that I didn't uh, uh, just made this great change and everything happened. It didn't mean like every time I hear from God, I go somewhere and everything happens great and everybody says, buddy, you're just amazing. We just think you're great. No. A lot of times I go, what's your problem? But man, the few times, actually, it ain't even a few times, the more that you get in the crossfire of God's love, man, that's all, that's all you want to do. For you guys that uh, were here a couple of weeks ago, remember? I was out eating, and a, a, a god thing happened. There was a guy that, that got sick, and his, his blind girlfriend was in the restaurant and all that, and he had to go to the hospital. Y'all remember that? I won't go all through it. I was eating, eating lunch with my buddy at his restaurant, and this guy had a spell. And I got to pray for the guy, and I was able to just be one of many people that helped him out. Guess who called me this week? Woohoo! My friend, Russell. Russell, if you're listening, God bless you. Because when I gave him his phone and everything, I said, my card's in there. Call me, Russell. Russell said this. He said, man, let me tell you something. This is a God thing. Please just see God in this. He said, brother, let me tell you something. He said, the prayer you prayed over me gave me something to hold on to. I almost died. I had multiple blood clots. They said if it had been longer, I would have been dead. Woo! Go Jesus! You know what? Maybe my friend at the nursing home is going to call me one day and say, I'm sure glad that you just kept coming back. I don't know. You know, I'd like to think that. And maybe, you know what, maybe we won't never hear about that. But just maybe, can you imagine getting to heaven, woo, praising the Lord, you praising the Lord, and somebody goes, what's up? You're that guy in the nursing home. Just want to tell you, appreciate it. What are you doing here? That's, him asking me. <laughs> praising Jesus, you know. There's a lot of things that we might not see this side of heaven. But man, when we do see Him, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. I really believe this. A lot of things that you do just out of the abundance of your heart, God, God didn't miss that. I'm talking about the good things. Maybe you held the door for somebody. Maybe you did something else. I had something happen to me. I might have shared this. It was, this, was, this was, Jesse's going to graduate. All right? So he's 18 years old. This is probably when he was three or five years old. We're at the school. A lady comes up. And she she has her child, and her child's in a wheelchair. And and I open the door and help like that. And I try to be very, I know sometimes people like to do things their own. I just say, hey, can I help you? She says, absolutely. Help, 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 help. I never thought no more about it. Never thought no more about it. Didn't think, you know what, I didn't think nothing about it. Last year, I was in a meeting at work. And I saw this lady, she says, hey, buddy, how you doing? I go, good. I'm like, "I, I know her. She said, you know, I just want to tell you something. You probably don't even remember this. I said, I, 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 what, what's that, man? She said, uh, you and your son, Jesse. So she had my name. She had the son's name. She said, you guys will always take time to help me and my son get in there. I really appreciate that. A lot of people just walk on by. I said, like, man. God doesn't miss any of those things. Isn't that amazing? I never even thought about it. Never even thought about it. Because you know what? That's what you do. That's what you do when God is in the forefront. You try to help people. You try to do a few things, you know. I I don't try to overstep my bounds, but you know what, if there's a place that I could do something or say something or bring some encouragement, that's what I want to do, you know. It's it's all right. Sometimes, it's it's crazy, I really try to listen to the Lord, and Lord, I want to hear better. Sometimes, I will go down the road, and out of the blue, I will call you up and go, hey, they go, yes. I'm supposed to be praying for you today. I just want to let you know. I'm just listening. I don't, even know. I don't even need to know. I just want to let you know you're not alone. Because God is interceding on folks that will, will, will just take that nudge. I want to be a nudge follower. I want to be a nudge follower. But you know how you do that? By listening and seeking the Lord. Let's go and bring this thing home now. Let's go back to this. I love this right here. I said today... I pray that we agree to walk in God's promises, in the word of God, in the direction of harmony and unity, in peace and in love and in forgiveness and in faith. And I said this here, remember God's love knows no distance to reach you. We just need to look up and reach out. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today for the message and I pray that you make it so much more than what I could ever do. Lord, the distance... That you came for us is amazing. And you didn't just walk off and leave us. You gave us your spirit to guide us. You gave your promises to encourage us. You gave us your love to hold us. Your compassion to teach us. So much more. And I pray as folks listen to this message today, they hear what you want to speak to them. Lord, hide me behind your words so that they hear from you. just want your best to go forward today. And I know what your best is, Lord. Your word, your son, your sacrifice, and your promises. So that if you're listening today, if you're here today, and you've never called on the name of Jesus, today's your day. You're not listening by accident. You're not here by accident. You got a choice. And I pray today you choose well. I pray today that you realize, just like I did, that all of sin comes short of the glory of God. I hope that you realize today that God is not out to beat you up. up. He's here to lift you up and love on you and forgive you. There is nothing greater. There's no greater decision. There's no greater choice you will ever make while you're breathing than the one that's set before you right here today. Will you choose Jesus? Reject the lies of the enemy? Choose the truth of God's word. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Call on the name of Jesus. And watch how God grows in your life. Each day we have challenges. Each day we have choices. Each day we have grace and forgiveness and mercy. And we always have God's love. But to need to grab hold of that by faith. It is the gospel, the good news, that Jesus Christ came and lived a sinless life and died on a cross, poured out His blood as restitution for our sin. And He rose on the third day. He sits on the right-hand side of God, interceding on behalf of His children. And for us to grab hold of that promise, we just got to believe. Lord, help us to believe. Help us to confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in our heart that God raised you from the dead, that you're the son of God. Lord, today, come into the hearts today that desire to know you. Lord, speak to their hearts. Draw them close to you. And we thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done and how you're going to just continue to work in the lives of your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody said amen. All righty, all righty. Well, I'm going to take a minute to sign up uh, with our friends online. Friends, if you clicked on this message today, I pray that you share the message. If you got any questions about it, man, send us a note. I pray that today was the day you made the greatest choice, and his name is Jesus. Amen.